Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, February 9th. S&P futures and NASDAQ futures are both down about 10 basis points, so essentially unchanged this morning. The major European indices are trading down about 30 basis points. That brings them back to about flat week to date. None of the subgroups in Europe are really up or down more than 50 basis points. There is some mild underperformance in TMT along with utilities, while energy is outperforming up about 50 basis points. Asia ended higher pretty much across the board. Mainland China in particular did well. There was some underperformance in Australia. So very quiet morning, um, especially as far as macro news is concerned. Essentially, um, you know, I could end the podcast here, but I will go on for a few more minutes. Just kind of running through the big macro topics that are most important to U.S. equities. U.S. fiscal stimulus. So it's been looking that uh, Democrats would be utilizing reconciliation for the last several weeks. Um, You know, it's essentially guaranteed at this point in time. So any talk of a bipartisan bill, um, you know, there's, it looks nearly impossible that you're going to see both sides agree on a number that would get you 60 uh, votes in the Senate. So they're going to utilize reconciliation, which means they're only going to have to have a simple majority in the Senate, which is 50 votes, all 50 Democrats on board. That being said, there is still some work that needs to take place to reconcile all the various differences within the Democratic Party. So House Democrats yesterday afternoon published their draft of what they want the Biden stimulus bill to look like. Um, you know, it is still at that $1.9 trillion number. It does have the $15 minimum wage. It also does not dramatically change the um, stimulus check uh, income levels as far as who is eligible to receive those checks. There were some modest changes made as far as when the checks phase out. Um, but for the most part, there really has not been a lot of changes, which is what um, centrist Democrats like Manchin and a couple of others have been calling for. So, the Democratic bill, the House Democratic bill that was put out yesterday afternoon is unlikely to get 50 votes in the Senate. So that still has, the party still has to resolve those differences, which will take place over the coming weeks. I think as far as timing, um, you know, you could still see something get back on Biden's desk by the middle of March. Um, but like I said, there still is some work to be done, especially on issues like the minimum wage, um, and then especially on the stimulus check eligibility topic. Um so that is uh, everything as far as fiscal stimulus is concerned. Um, you know, on the Fed, nothing all that um, interesting to really talk about, although you continue to see officials across the policy spectrum defend the current policy framework. So ZERP plus $120 billion a month of quantitative easing. You're likely to hear Powell, who speaks tomorrow at the New York Economics Club, likely to see him defend pretty adamantly, again, that policy framework as well, despite indications of froth in financial markets. Um, you know, despite natural tailwinds that you are receiving from um, the expanded rollout of vaccines, despite um, massive fiscal stimulus, et cetera. Um, you know, again, I still think that you are going to have a tapering debate in U.S. equities, although it's probably not going to come until the spring or summer. Um, but for now, the Fed is very much defending its policy framework. And like I said, you'll see um, Powell reiterate that message tomorrow when he speaks in New York. Um, on the COVID front, again, nothing all that incremental to say either. In the U.S., I still think a lot of the COVID headlines are market tailwinds. So you're seeing the statistics move in the right direction as far as lower transmissions, lower hospitalizations, and you're seeing the vaccination pace pick up. So you're over, you're nearly at around a million doses being admi- I'm sorry, two million doses being administered per day based on um, as of as of this weekend. So that number, you know, was down at a million just just uh, not that long ago. You're now up to 2 million 
Johnson Johnson should see its vaccine receive emergency use authorization from the FDA by the end of this month. The, the FDA uh, advisory panel will meet to consider it on the 26th. You should see the EUA get handed out, um, you know, within 48 hours of that event. So as of March 1st, you're going to have the Johnson Johnson vaccine on the market. That should lead to a further acceleration in the vaccination pace. So, you know, I continue to think the, vac- the vaccine numbers are going to, um, you know, surprise investors just as far as how quickly it's rolled out. Um, and so in the U.S., I think COVID remains a tailwind just as far as news flow. It's a different story internationally um, where they're having some issues as far as um, vaccine production and distribution. You have you know, a, a larger issue as far as some of the mutant strains that are circulating at a relatively rapid pace. Um, but for the most part, I think in the U.S., it's still generally considered to be um, a positive just as far as recent developments are concerned. On earnings, there were you know a bunch of reports out in the U.S. last night, a couple more in Europe this morning. We're very much in the tail end, um, the end stages of the Q4 season. None of these companies are really um, have macro importance as far as being able to move the broader tape. The Q4 season, um, you know, again, we're moving now into the January end season. So Cisco will start that off tonight. Um, that they're the first January end company to report, and then over the coming weeks, we'll hear from companies like Walmart, Target, Applied Materials, Nvidia, etc. Most investors assume you're going to see similarly positive results from the January end companies as you saw from the December end companies. But keep in mind the earnings bar now is is higher than it was. So I think you know we've we've gone through now several weeks of you know X Y Z company beats by large margin raises guidance. That has been the message, and I think you know the markets are somewhat desensitized to it. So the bar is higher as we go through these January end reports than it was for the December end companies, but. Nevertheless, you are now talking about a 2022 EPS number for the S&P of, you know, in the low 200s, which provides you decent valuation support, um, you know, for the overall market. So those are all the big macro topics. Um, you know, a ton of uh, coverage around the Tesla decision yesterday to buy a billion and a half dollars of Bitcoin, the implications of that, etc. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it means much other than. Um, you know, you have to assume it is just one more example of financial froth and excess in the market. Um, you know, not terribly different from um, you know perhaps some of the nonsense that was going on in GameStop and similar stocks uh, a couple of weeks ago. So that is everything for today. Like I said, there's you know very little that's changed in the last twelve to eighteen hours. Looking at the calendar for Tuesday quickly, um, no big macro events that are on the calendar for today. You do have Trump's. Impeachment trial that will start in the Senate. This should not have any impact on the market. Um, you know, Trump is guaranteed to be acquitted. The question is how many Republicans will vote to convict him. Um, like I said, I think you're probably not going to see any more than three, um, and I do not think McConnell will be uh, will vote to convict. You do have some earnings today. So before the open, Carrier, Dupont, um, Fox are some of the big ones. After the close, Akamai, Cisco, Lyft, and Twitter. Um, but otherwise, you know, it should be a relatively slow session again. Uh, and that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.